Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah. Wow, what a night. What a night. It was the really the first UCSS night out. Yeah. It we, we've was. done things together as a group in other places, but this yeah. was like most of us were there yeah. for the big comedy show last night. And I think it was a smashing success. Yeah. It was an awesome night. Thanks to all the fans that came out. It was a great turnout. We raised a lot of money for the Cleveland Food Bank. I was surprised at the crowd. I really yeah, for a it, Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the Cavs game going on. Right. Which made it more expensive. You know, Everybody pay- had to pay for premium parking downtown. Right. Yeah. right. It, it was great. The crowd was awesome. The and, show, and I thought McNuggets? the show was fantastic. What would you think, Jay? He killed it. McNuggets. He really did. Killed it. He's got a career in comedy. If he wants one stunning and I also learned that I have a resting bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> so today I will just talk like this for the entire show. So that, that I don't part of the set. Yeah. He said that I don't know if you watch Jason on the show, but he's got one look pissed off. I'm angry yeah. all the time. Man. I'm really not. I don't know why I look so scowlish. You yeah. know what? You have an intense listen face. <laughs> And, and, and I'm like and so easygoing. And you like are. Back yeah. and I've never seen you lose your temper. No. You're mild mannered. Now one time he did. Yeah, one time yeah. he did when he got sick and tired of us saying Baker could play <laughs> yeah. again. He screamed at the top of his lungs. Baker's not playing here. Take another snap for the Browns. <laughs> you were right. Uh, no, you're a, you're a good listener. Number one. Yeah. Um, and you're very intense when you're listening. So I, I so will just. I, I did will see him get like mad this. one time when Joe Varden took the last chicken finger over yes. Jason at the uh, yes. Cavs game. Yes. Uh, so doesn't Jason a- somehow still look mad with the cutout? Like that's, that's that maddest happy person I've ever seen in the world. <laughs> no, he's happy there. Come on. How do you feel this morning, McNuggets? Like, how would you rate yourself? Because you went in last night. You never were nervous. You got a little bummed out that they kept pushing him back. So McNuggets was supposed to be the second. Yeah. Well, first, Mike Polk, who was hilarious, great, went 40 minutes almost in the he beginning. Did. Uh, I don't think any of us ex- Polk went 37 minutes to open the show. Yeah, yeah, I don't think any of us expected him to go that long. It was worth it. No, because he was hilarious. Mike laid out the itinerary. Here's yeah. how the night was going to go. I was going to come up, introduce Mike, who was going to give a few comments. Yeah. And then Mike was going to introduce G. Bush. Yeah. Who was going to bring up Anthony for a five-minute set. And then Bull came up and Bull was going to introduce Mike. But the whole thing got turned upside down because right. I introduced Mike and that's when the program went off the rails yeah. because yeah. Mike did his 37 minutes and both, I kept turning around looking at, at McNuggets and Anthony and they're like, what's going on here? We're supposed to be up there well, right We now. had no idea. Seriously, we had... Anthony's sitting right next to me. We had no idea. Anthony at one point came up to me and said, Jeez, I gotta I gotta follow this. Anthony Anthony was like Ron Zook having to follow Steve Spurrier (laughs) in Florida, man. That's a great deadline. Hadn't even thought of Ron Zook (laughs) in years. Mike Polk wanted us all there at seven, and yet he was not there. He got there at seven (laughs) thirty eight. Yeah. The show started at seven thirty. And I busted ass to get there at seven fifteen because I did the four and five here, yeah. drove to Chagrin Falls to get my wife. Oh, yeah. Drove back out here, got stuck in cab traffic twice. <laughs> oh, leaving yeah. and coming the back. Yeah, that yeah. cab was, track, it was me. So, and I'm, I said, I, I, I kept telling Tracy, I told him I'd be there at 7.15. I got to yep. be there. We walked in at 7.17. And then in typical Mike Polk fashion, nowhere to be found. And he walked in at like 7.40 or whatever it was. So Mike did his bit. And what made it really tough for Mikey McNuggets and Anthony was they were hoping to be the warm-up act. You don't want to follow right. Mike Polk. Mike right. Polk killed it. Killed it. Yeah. He is just so good at stand-up. So when he was finally done, yeah. Anthony came up there. How long did Anthony go? Minute 57? Anthony went a minute 57. Two pump chump. And uh, he was supposed to do a tight five. He almost got to a tight joke, two. Yoke. But I we think, will play. I think the three of us went longer than Anthony. Oh, uh, no doubt. No, you guys actually did all go longer than Anthony. No doubt. You guys did. Confirm. What was funny about that is, I, I told my wife on the yeah. way home, I said, 
the last thing you ever want. And he had ladies there hoping to impress. Yeah. I think his girlfriend was there. I said, the last thing you ever want to do is promise five minutes and deliver two. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he did. And for everyone who wasn't there last night, the last half hour of the show, we're going to do a full recap. We got a lot of sports to get to today. Yeah. yeah. We have half of literally more than 50% of Anthony's show. We will play for you in full. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to play the first four minutes of my set. I went 11 Good. minutes, by the way. I did fill yeah. a full 10. Yeah. By the way, Mike, are we going to post the entire thing somewhere or no? So I hope so. There's a little debate on that because it's not technically – I don't want to word this properly. There are some words in there that – Well, can't we just – we can beep those out. You want to go through two and a half hours and bleep out every Yeah, I mean, episode? I went bananas. You said them, you bleep them out. I bleep them oh, out. Oh, you mean the whole show? The whole show, yeah. Oh, we could post our oh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah People yeah, are yeah, asking show. the whole two and a half hours. There's Why a can't lot we do of it? stuff it's, in that. But, it's just, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, it's not illegal. But it goes under cursing. a Tegna. Tegna owns our YouTube channel. Yeah. It's technically oh, a Tegna man. entity. Yeah, you'd have to bleep out my whole. Yeah, I mean, just I don't it. think just cut Bull didn't have a sentence without the F word. And he made a point to do that because yesterday I said that it was inappropriate for LeBron to drop an F-bomb on national television with kids in the audience. And Bull said, yeah, Jay, well, I got something for you. F you. <laughs> Someone started heckling, it was heckling so funny. Bull. And Bull looked right at him and said, shut the F up. It was his neighbor. It was his neighbor. It was Bruce Elliott who's in the chat. Hey, real, real quick. We'll get to all this later. I promise. Oh, God. The best part of last night was when after the show, I'm shaking hands, kissing babies, taking pictures. Right. Thank you to everyone who came out. Seriously. The fans were amazing. But everyone they introduced really themselves as, hey, good job. Um, Evan419 from the YouTube right, chat. Right, right, right. I'm Wayne Wayne from the YouTube. I'm looking at the YouTube chat right now, which I tried not to do from – like from my seat during the show, I now know names and faces of the people in there, which is nice, which yeah. is awesome. So <laughs> that's cool. I do Thank think you guys for I do out. think that as as like a meet and greet sort of mixer, and I know you did those a lot in radio. Yeah, I yeah. really um, never TV, did. You don't really do that. No. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes we would be live in locations, right? But you could never go into <laughs> right. the crowd, or right, you could right, never right. even start shaking hands because you'd never finish. So I've never really done that before. But what I loved about our group, first of all. They are diehards. I mean, these folks. They know everything. Most of these people told us, I, I watch two hours every day. Yeah. Either live or I watch it back yep. at some point every day. <clears throat> and by the way, Mikey, what super fan? Gabby? Gabby. Yeah. What's up? A little, little sparks between the two of you? What's going on? You never know. He's Wait red as hell right the, now. He's I, red thought that, I thought the super fan didn't come. No, she was there. No, well. Is it? There's multiple super you, you fans. Got, you guys are confusing two stories at once. Okay. Gabby is a super fan. I do know Gabby. There's another super fan who couldn't make it last night. Maybe you said this girl sent like 10 ideas or 20 ideas in for the Friday Ask the she Show. She did. She did send 20 she in. She did. I'm at her. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Gabby yeah. is the one that was sitting in the, in the front. Yes, Gavin was the one. Okay, I know who she is. All right. Mike is yeah. wildly uncomfortable. You want me to pull you out of this? Yeah, we yeah. got to change the subject. Go All ahead. Right, let, me let me change it real quick. My daughter's homesick today. Hi, honey. And she texted me, you are never mad. What are they talking about? So, see? Yeah. Hi, Ava. Hope really? You you're really honey. not. <laughs> but you're said, the yeah. least angry person on this set. <laughs> you Usually, yeah. You bribed her with ice cream. I got you. Yeah, what do you got from last night? So, director Steve came out last night. I had a blast. Pan the camera over, but director Steve came out last night, and after 30 years of TV, let's see, we get Steven here. <laughs> I don't think anyone at Channel Five ever knew director Steve because like he fans. just was behind the camera. Yeah, and last night people were coming up and were like, "You're director Steve, like you were on a cruise last week." That's awesome. <laughs> and Steve, after working in TV, how many years? 35 years since it's the first time he's been recognized in public for working on TV. So this show is breaking every TV boundary there is. Man, Our producer's that's, practically that's, a star. That's I know. Crazy. My mom. That's not I was the star. You was the star. You My mom star, and dad rather. came. And she, they were like, um, we're slightly disturbed. <laughs> she, I was like, why? She was like, all those people came for y'all show? She was like, that's that, uh, that's a lot of people. That's yeah. crazy. There was bro. 10 people who had no idea what they got into last well, night. Well, that was there funny. Uh, we'll save that for the end. We'll save that for but the okay, end. Okay, okay. It though. was the first thing you said to me when I said, are you nervous? <laughs> and you said, I'm not, but I just found out. We'll save that for the, for the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll save that for the end. Because <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it's blockbuster trading season in oh the NBA right now. Oh, my God. Guys. Right. Jason, what's going on? 
I don't know. <laughs> I was I, at a comedy show last night. A month ago, yeah. we said, hey, the Nets, they're scaring the hell out of us. Well, they were 112 in a row. They were whipping I don't everyone. Think that was a month. It, was, it well, probably wasn't. Yes. And then all of a sudden, now they're like. But we always knew this, right? Like, we, we did. Always we always knew that they were psychopaths and the whole thing could implode at any but moment. But you didn't think it was going to happen in the Why season. not? I, okay, I well, you know what so. I thought would happen? They'd get hurt. Well, right, sure. Either, you know, yeah. either or. Yeah. And last night, as we were leaving the comedy club to go for a drink afterwards, yeah. we look up in the monitor, and there's Kyrie in a Mavs t-shirt yeah. in, in pregame warm-ups. And then I woke up this morning, and I my phone was blowing up, and I thought, what the hell happened? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Middle Brooklyn clearly is just like they're in napalm mode, start over. But, but they're not. But yeah. Here's what's so weird about the position Brooklyn's in, and this kind of plot ties into the Cavs. Houston owns Brooklyn's next five drafts. I know drafts. they do. Wow. So there, there is no incentive for Brooklyn to, like, blow the whole thing up and tank they because they're not going to get the benefit of it. Exactly. Houston is. So, Houston also and by the sucks. way, just Houston owns the Browns draft for the next three years yeah, or well, two years now. Yeah, and to Mikey's point, so, like, so Brooklyn, Houston has Brooklyn's pick this year. Uh, they have a swap next year. So even if Brooklyn is terrible, Houston's going to be terrible too. So right. on a swap, they would still get a decent pick, but it's it's not going to be as good as it could be. Right. So right. that's what's so – if they're going to move some of these other guys, if they're going to move Joe Harris or some of these and other And you expect wings, them to, right? Probably, but I don't know that they're going to want to just keep accruing picks. Like they have to try and compete because yeah. it doesn't do them any good to tank. So I, they're in a really, really weird spot. Has there ever been a super team experiment that's failed more than this one? Probably not. The other Nets won. Well, the, the other yeah, no, the, the you're other right. was 10 you're times right. worse. The yeah. other Nets right. was 10 times worse. But this one, as I'm, I'm just thinking back to well. I have friends that are Nets fans, <laughs> and you never hear from them. And all of a sudden, I'm, I keep hearing from them, we're going to win it all. We're going to win it all. The expectations were championship or bust. Well, at least they got Ben Simmons now. <laughs> wow, I forgot he was uh, even on that uh, squad. I think I read wow. that the three of them that Harden, Durant, and Kyrie only played like 17 games together. Almost never together. That's yeah. a fact. Yes, Is almost never but, I mean, again, together. look who you're hitching your wagon to. Yeah, right. unreliable guys. The Harden trade is what doomed them, really, because they threw away Jared Allen to Cleveland. They were so obsessed with getting Harden. That is the deal that is now has Houston owning their next five drafts, like the Harden trade. Was an absolute debacle. Here's what I'm, I'm curious about, guys. Um, and Jason, you know the league the best, but I'm curious from everybody. Is like in the NFL, we talk about all the time the players have almost no power, right? The, yeah. the, a couple of guys, superstar quarterbacks, maybe, but essentially the players have very little to no power in the NFL. In the NBA, it's complete opposite. The oh. players have complete power in the league. Now, in for me, I'm like this is terrible for basketball, and I think a lot of older fans like us will say it's terrible. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. However, I don't know that it's actually bad for the game because I think a lot of young fans only care about players, don't care about teams. Am I, I overstating that? You may be right, but I think that's bad for the league. I think you want to build fandom of right. teams, not superstars. Superstars come and go. These teams are going to be here forever. And so whoever yeah. was in on the Nets and now they're no longer in on the Nets, that's that's, I think that's bad to have these floating fans of stars that are moving all over. I've always, I've always thought that there's only a couple teams people truly really follow anyway. You know, people will follow the Lakers, people follow the Celtics. You know, if you get a team like Golden State out there, they'll follow them. But for the most part, people followed the Bulls back in the day. Most part, people, there's only a couple teams people are really <laughs> diehard about. Um, when you look at this move, I, I do say the owners, and, and I don't know how they're going to go with the collective bargaining agreement or how they're going to, you know, split up the money, but the, I think the owners are just getting tired of it, bro. Like, you know, these guys came there and, and they said they, you know, the Nets were doing their thing. The Nets was just hanging out. Yeah. We got a nice little team. We got a young head coach. They had some guys back then, Karis LeVert, D'Angelo Russell, some other people. They made the playoffs. They said, Kyrie said, you wanted to come here. Then Harden was like, yo, yeah. you, you guys put it together. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, so now you don't want to play here. I do want to play here. No, I don't want to play here. And, and finally, they just said, listen, bro, get the heck up out of here. And I, what's funny about it. that is, like, New York is supposedly one of the markets that players want to play in. 
But they all, I know the Knicks are more, the more popular team in New York, but you're still playing in New York. You're living in New York, which a lot of single rich guys want to do. And yet, it's they, still not Madison Square Garden. Exactly. There is a, a clear delineation. Yes. Yeah, but what, who's the, the last league? superstar that chose to play in New York? No, you're right on that. But in terms of cachet, with yes, players, no doubt. Every LeBron loves going to the. Yeah, everybody loves going to the. Agreed, Garden. but still, players haven't chosen the Knicks. But they don't. Even they don't and I think that's in part because Dolan's an idiot. He's a total idiot. And they yeah. have absolutely, they've never dropped a breadcrumb that leads to success, a, a trail never. to success. Never. And because of that, I think guys would realize it would be a dead end. Carmelo, I mean. There, we could go on and on about guys that we thought were going there. Right. They were in the LeBron hunt. Yeah. When he went to Miami. They, since Patrick Ewing, they've been a disaster. That's about it. Pretty much. That's about yeah. it. You know, I mean. They, they had did, that one good year with Melo. But with Melo, the one year. Yeah. But pretty much they've been a. But even that was just lucky. And they, it wasn't a deep run, was no. it? No. They won a playoff series, Miami didn't they? Miami them, I think. Didn't Miami beat them? Yeah. I, I think, think they, they won, did. One, I think they won one series. I'll double okay, check. Yeah, that's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, been, that's not, they've been a zero franchise for, for me. A long success time. is make a conference final. Yes. Like if you make a conference final, but it does make it challenging, right? Like, you know, like, and and the thing that was missing, we were talking about this before the show, when when Jay, when you and I and Jason and G, because you're not, you know, we're all forty and older. When we were like in the '80s and the '90s, you had these long-standing rivalries. Yeah. That would go on forever, whether it was the Celtics Pistons, Celtics yeah. Lakers, the, the Sixers, the Heat, the Heat against the Knicks, the Bulls against the Pistons, the Bulls Out against the Knicks. Out West, the Jazz had their years, yes. the Rockets. Yeah. You Blazers. can't do that anymore right? because teams are at the mercy of these players that are so whimsical. Yeah. I mean, I honestly believe that – I said this two days ago. In the first couple of paragraphs of Kyrie's retirement – Yeah. It's going to sound like he, his career was a total disaster. Right. Because it kind of has become that. Yeah. He, uh, he you know, I, I just think, I may be, you know, I'm the Duke of knee jerk. I'm just saying, it just feels like that career, that little era where, where those players, they're done. Like, right. the, Cavs the, the, the Cavs Warriors is the only, any kind of sustained rivalry over the last, like, 15 years. I don't think Durant, I don't think Kawhi Leonard, I don't think Kyrie Irving. I don't think Paul George. I don't think uh, Andre Drummond's of the world. That whole era where it was the middling era, I think they're done. I don't think I, I think they don't win anymore. Jay, do you, do you buy that? The 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 league is trying to incentivize <laughs> players to stay with their current teams. And Are they doing enough though? Well, that's. I mean, keep an eye on this. I actually just wrote about this yesterday, posted on the Athletic, and some of it's already <laughs> outdated because of the Durant trade, but most of it still applies. Like this ongoing CBA negotiation, keep an eye on that because they're trying – right now teams can offer their own more than what players can earn in free agency, leave free agency. And as part of the new CBA, I think you may see even more. Like the league's trying to do more and more Yeah, because more that's more. been in place. It has been. You can make more to stay where you are. But so what are they trying to do now? Beef that up even more. But the problem I think is, Jay, is that these guys – we're talking about the movers, okay? Yeah. LeBron. Kyrie, Durant. Durant, probably your top 10 to 15 players. <clears throat> they don't care about whatever whatever that extra incentive is over a long-term deal. They're going to make that up in endorsement deals. Right. And by the way, they're sitting on a pile of 300 million. So right, what right. difference does well, that those make? Those guys, you can't, you're not, and, and plus, like the guys I'm talking about, if they want to go somewhere, they're just going to go somewhere. But I, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep Giannis in Milwaukee. They're trying to keep John Moran in Memphis. They're trying to keep Jokic in Denver. Luka. And, Luca and, and Dallas. Well, they tried Although to keep Dallas Durant really in OKC. I, I, I mean, I, that's been a thing, but those big dollar guys are like, I'll take, I, I'll I take less feel like somewhere else. And maybe we're being naive, but it does feel like Giannis is going to stay in Milwaukee. I, I, I mean, he won there, and, and he is the overseas. He's a different type of guy. The overseas guys are different. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they are different. They are, the, and that goes 100%. in all sports. Like, even in baseball, the, the, the guys who <clears> come from the Dominican are far more loyal uh, then then look the at Americans. Jose. Yeah, I, they could get more punitive. I tell them, listen, if, if you want, if you are, I go by all NBA teams. Like all these dudes are superstars. They be doing three, three tier trades and three. Like if you're all pro, if you're first team all NBA, if you first team all NBA defense, if you all stars, right? That means you're part of the league. You have different rules and responsibilities. If you want to be traded somewhere, it's automatic two first rounds. If you don't have two first-round picks, you might as well not even – don't inquire 
That's the league rule. And I would never give him a long-term deal. If you want to move, I would put it to you. If you want to be a, a mercenary, all those five-year max deals, the only, they, they'd be able to get two-year deals. <clears throat> <clears throat> and but that, that, that players would teams. never agree to those things. That no, hurts they wouldn't. The, that hurts the teams more than the players. It would, because then you're yeah. stuck with like if in some of these situations it has been beneficial for the team to move a player. Yeah. But in the it feels like the vast majority of them. I mean, this is twice now. Kyrie has said, "I want out." That I can think of. Yeah, I mean, I said it the other day. He, that's twice he's been on teams that had a chance to win a championship, and he said, "No, Walked I, I, I yeah. want to go." And one other thing on what I was talking about about trying to incentivize guys to stay. I'm not even sure that would work because they'll just sign the deal and then force their way out anyway. Right, right, right. It's sort of like Donovan. Now, Donovan did not force his way out of Utah. They blew that whole thing up. They did right. that on their own. But he signs this massive deal, and they trade him like a year later. Right. So, like, there is no perfect solution. Same with solution. Durant. He signed the deal, too. There, yeah, there is no perfect solution with, no. with any of these guys. They're going to get their money, and they're going to get where they want to go. And, and this is... I mean, David Stern never allowed this to go on. Never. This is, this is, part of this is Adam Silver being the players commissioner. Yeah, this is the down like the players love Adam Silver. They should. But this is the downside to being the players. He's commissioner. handed them the key to the yeah. castle and sometimes yeah. that can be abused. Let me ask you now that the dust is settled and there still may be another big deal. Who knows? But now that we've got Durant and Phoenix, they've got a formidable squad and the West is weird anyhow. Yeah, but now you've got Kyrie and Dallas who looked pretty good last night and how do things D'Angelo Russell? Out? I mean, D'Angelo uh, Russell now is going back to the Lakers. Um, what a <clears throat> Russell Westbrook's going to get bought out, right, by Utah? I think so. Yeah, I, I already think that there's either they've said or it's just massive speculation. There's yeah. just no they're reason. just going to they're going to no release reason. him. There's no reason. He's certainly going to want to play there. Uh, no, and I can't imagine that anybody's going to be chomping at the bit to pick <clears> Russell. Up. Also. By the way, in Utah, that was where he got in that little spat with a fan. Yeah, the racial you're right. Yeah. I you're can't right. imagine. No, he's not playing there. Play he's there. not playing there. And what a weird fall from grace he had. Like, I mean, his he got old real quick. Those we're, guys who are built on athleticism, their whole game is athleticism and power. When they lose a step, they lose a lot. And I think we're seeing that with which, which goes back to our point on LeBron yeah. yesterday. It's right. it's, it's insane that he's at 38. Yeah, you know, he may have lost a half step. But whatever he's lost, he, he can make up but for what, it. What, what, the bottom line of this, though, guys, is... Would, would you take him in Cleveland? Who? Westbrook? Yeah. No. no. I asked him walking out the door. Yeah. It took he's me a half second to answer that no. one. No. But here's the thing, guys. What this does with the Nets is now now the Cavs are pretty much guaranteed to have a top four seed. Right? I mean... Well, the they're Nets in are, the four the Nets are now. Tank. Or not yeah. tank, but they're going to fall apart. Yeah, they're in the four now. Uh I, I mean, they're only a half game behind Philly, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm not a big Philly buyer. I think a full game. I'm not either. Philly. Do the Cavs so. act more aggressively? No, because they don't have anything to trade. Yeah. Like right. it, it doesn't matter. Like Brooklyn blowing up doesn't mean okay, let's go now. I mean, you still have Boston, Milwaukee above you. Like right. that hasn't really changed. You have nothing left to deal. You have a couple a couple of second rounders to play with. That's really about it. You're really close to the tax line. Everything stays the same. Now it does open up. You know, Brooklyn. Let's see how they spin this now. They do have a lot. They have a ton of wings. So maybe they start flipping some of these And some guys. of those would be attractive to the Cavs. Of course they would be. But what are you going to give them? And that's why I, I have no idea what Brooklyn would want because they're in such a weird spot right yeah, now. They really are. So I don't I'd love know. the Cavs to get Joe Harris back. I, yeah, I, I love Joe. I, I, I like Joe personally as a guy. I think yeah. it's great. But you don't think that's <clears throat> likely to happen just because of the we don't have the, the I mean, loot. It would start with Karis LeVert and because of the money. So right. that's a perfect fit on the match. And Levert is an expiring. I think Joe has one more year left after this. Okay. Joe would be a good fit coming off the bench. I know that there's interest in the Cavs. Before Brooklyn blew everything to hell, they had thought that they were going to bring – that they, 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 they are open to bringing Karras back. They'd like to bring Karras back for a couple of years. The big point with the Cavs is keeping their cap sheet clean going into 25-26 when Evan Mobley signs a max contract. That is when they absolutely will be a tax-paying team if they can put that off until then because they've got so many young guys that are going to be making a ton of money in a couple of years. And, the, and, and again, to take this back to the CBA deal that's being negotiated again, at the other end of that, owners really want to sort of hold Golden State and Brooklyn and these guys that will just write crazy checks. They're trying to bring that down and balance the field out 
with sort of the the, the tax paying penalties. Right. Well, that's going to apply to the Cavs too. Yeah. So and as you've said, you don't want to go in there early. It's very punitive. Want, once right. you start that clock, you can't really well, come out of it. Yeah. But could, you could stay under and still trade, as you said, Karis Levert for Kar- Joe. Harris. Karis Levert for Joe. But would, I don't know what Kevin that Love's contract be valuable too. Kevin's thirty five. Who's going to take twenty eight million? No, but just to, it's a money match. Right. Yeah. But again, like what? There's no value in Kevin, so what are you giving them? No, of value? just just to Ex- clear cap space. Expiring basically. deals don't be working no more. Like no. they don't. People, don't, it, ain't, it ain't like it used to be. Oh, we got this. But how much? Money. The, what, how what could the Nets get for Joe Harris? Like how valuable is he in a trade? As someone who watches the Nets a lot, let me just tell you right now, Joe Harris has been brutal. Like he's had a lot of injuries. Frankly, not good this year. He's had a lot, okay. of, but he's still shooting. What's he shooting from three? Uh, he's gone down significantly recently, but Royce O'Neal is the other one. Royce is shooting, I think, like forty percent from three. He played with Donovan in Utah. So, like, how much is it taken to get those two guys? I mean, it's not like. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they would flip them for a two, maybe. But that's their second, twos aren't really second worth Second round anything. picks in the league. The Cavs really don't have nothing. They don't. The twos is you can't get me and me and Jay for twos. It's like, stunning <laughs> what what teams are doing with their draft picks now. I said that to it's, Bull before the show. I am blown away at how quickly <laughs> Phoenix gave up. What, what what was the total price? Four first-round picks Four. and a swap. Because they want to win. Five first-round picks. That's just, they want to win. I know you want to win, and I know that you've specifically yeah. said it when talking about the Deshaun Watson thing. Yeah. I just don't think we've ever been in a place in pro sports where we're seeing teams take their biggest piece of draft collateral and just saying, take them. Yeah. Like, they're, like they're licorice. I said that to Bull. When LeBron left the first time, I was on the Cavs beat when they were trying to stockpile draft picks and draft assets and, and trade assets, teams were not throwing around unprotected picks like this. Like they were no. hoarding their picks and, and the NBA has what swung wildly to the other way of, we just talked about Houston now owns Brooklyn. Utah's going to own the Cavs, by the way, they in are years. Yeah. They're going to own all of the Cavs drafts. And now we see where Brooklyn's going to own Phoenix's drafts, not for one or two years, for four, four years, five years. That's just mind-boggling so, to and, me. And, yeah, but and, the bottom line is, like, draft picks are crapshoots. You don't know if they're any good. Well, Houston you, just hit the lottery with the way Brooklyn imploded. Again, it goes back yeah. to who are you hitching your cart to. The Cavs, those could be really valuable picks that Utah and, – and, and every time I say this, people get upset and think I'm knocking the trade. I'm not knocking the trade. Like you, they took their shot on Donovan. You got to push your chips in when you have the opportunity. That was the perfect fit with this team because he fits age-wise, roster-wise, position-wise. He fit perfectly, so you take your chance. And they still should have Darius, Evan, and Jarrett, even if it doesn't work with Donovan. So you, they should still be in a better position than what Brooklyn is. But it's a risk when you're for, when you're mortgaging drafts three, four, five years out, man. You could, right, but you could really the bottom it. line is here's me if you're Phoenix, but go for a championship when you have a chance absolutely. to win a championship and Phoenix, you know, it, it's a big if, but if Durant and Paul stay healthy, man, they have as good a chance as any to win if, a championship like I, and Booker. I think they have a good chance to get out of the West. I'm an owner. If I'm an owner, I'm, I keep trying to tell people I'm 70 years old. I'm 40 yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, I'm 70 years old and I'm an owner. I don't give a damn about 12 years from well, now. This is my team. Well, that's what Illich did if with Phoenix, the Tigers. If healthy. If I'm, I'm going to die soon, so I'm going NBA? out guns blazing. Guns blazing. If Phoenix is healthy, are they the best team in the NBA? Yeah. No. I, I don't think so. Just because they, it's hard when you put two alphas together. It takes them some time to figure this out. Right. I think it's going to take Chris I think they Kevin could win the West. Oh, sure, I just don't the see them getting past Boston. Milwaukee. I don't buy that. You, uh, I, I mean, I just, they could. If I, those I guys know. are playing well, healthy, and they get to the finals, I don't see. Uh, well, per your philosophy of yeah. take a <clears throat> shot, like if you've got a shot, take yeah. a shot. They're they're taking their shot. They've yeah. got a new owner there, obviously, who wants to make a big splash, and he did. Yeah. The Boy, interesting thing with Phoenix is guys like love the Phoenix area. <clears throat> obviously, the weather's great. But they hated Randy Sarver. The old owner was a scoundrel. Right. Yeah, well, so now it's the other way around. Now it's though. the other way around. So I'm, they got I'm, an awesome team. I, I, they, they, well, I'm they, they had to, to give up Michael Bridges. That was huge. He by one of the best two-way players. And and you asked. But hasn't him, he been suspended all year? Chris, no. 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 He's been. Who am I thinking Jay, of? Jay Crowder Jay, hasn't played Jay, all year. Jay Crowder has not played. No, 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 no. Who's the? Was it the? Does was it his They brother? got Cam Johnson no, too. No, no. You're thinking of uh, the guy on uh, Charlotte who. Miles oh Bridges. yeah, yeah, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. Right, yeah. right, right. So you you look at you you, you still got Durant, who's been injury prone. You still got uh, you, Booker just came back from injury, and Chris Paul and I DeAndre Ayton's a good player too. If Chris Paul kill you, he hits you for twenty points. 
<laughs> yeah. Chris Paul really went yeah. off today. 20- My point is, if they're good enough, if they get to the finals, that means they're healthy. And if they're healthy, there's no way you can say oh, that they, they can, can't they beat can Boston be, or Milwaukee. Absolutely. I'm not saying they definitely Can will. they? Yes, but I wouldn't put them in my top two favorites still. But I think that uh, as the dust settles, back to the question, I think they're the big winners. I don't, I st- I'm not, I don't know how much Dallas is now this threat. I think they're better. I think, I think the Lakers clean up a lot of their problems. It's I just, thought the Lakers had the best trades, Jason. I really? Thought, I, I don't know that they're, that means they're going to win the West I mean, they're in 13. I know. Right but now. I'm just saying, Lakers? They, yeah. cleaned, they cleaned up a lot of their well, issues. Yeah. They finally got rid of Russell. Yeah. And But, but I, you know what? I would have maybe bought that two days ago. But I think the elephant in the room is Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And just, I, I watched that video again yesterday. It popped up on one of my feeds, and I looked at it again. It gets worse every time I, I see it. I know. And now they at least have some pieces they can roll into, like, next year. They had a bunch of one-year dudes, right? But now you got Hachimura. You, now you now you got D'Angelo Russell, who who's not crazy crazy, but he can give you some points. They actually have some some movable guys. They together. Yeah, they got better from the perimeter. I think and, they're like dead last in three the, point percent. By the way, how dumb are the Knicks? They apparently the reason they couldn't get Donovan Mitchell is because they didn't want to trade Cam Reddish, and now they traded him. No, I don't think it was. No, they Cam want to trade R.J. Barrett. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it was R.J. Barrett. It was his Duke teammate back in the day. The, the Knicks just have they too many. The Knicks <clears throat> when the Donovan deal was finalized. Yeah. I was talking to a couple people who involved who just said the Knicks just have too many voices in the room. Right. And nobody can make a decision because there's just too many cooks in the kitchen. Are you guys following the facial recognition debacle with yes. Madison Square Garden? Yeah. I, I talked about it on the show the one day with the woman who was part of the law firm that was suing she's, them. She's not she got kicked out involved of in the lawsuit. She just is a lawyer at, at the, the same firm. firm. Right. And she took Girl Scouts to see the Christmas show, I think, or one of the, you know, uh, it was a show, and they told her you can't come in. The facial recognition, they identified her as, that's, which is creepy, yeah. very creepy. Yeah. It's and scary where, where some of this AI is going and the facial recognition. Man. It is out of control. We better yeah. figure out how to use it and how to use it correctly. Yeah. But Dolan. I, it, sure we won't. I, you know, if you, if you were to pull the league, where would you most like to play? And, and Madison Square Garden in New York should be the biggest draw. Even though it's a dump. It is a dump, but it is special. Yes, it is is. special. When you walk in that place, you you know they renovated it. They put millions of players, and I walked in and said it's still a dump. When I when I talked to and there was I don't know how long this was a discussion, but early when I moved to New York, there was some discussion of building a new Madison Mm -hmm. Square Garden, Mm -hmm. and ultimately it was decided that first of all, where you where you going to put where are you going to put it, and where are you going to put everything that goes in there that makes probably more than a billion dollars a year hosting events. So as much as they probably like to put a state of the art, you know, sort of AT and T like what they did in Dallas years ago. They can't. No. They just don't have room. They would have to move the Knicks to Barclays for a year. Easily. And but think of the money they'd lose to the Billy Joel shows. That's exactly. And it. all of the acts that come oh, through yeah, there. Yeah, McNuggets yeah, is waving. He's got to go. We got to go. Yeah, we got we got to read in so we can bring DQ in. Uh, <clears throat> if you bet on the Will McNuggets be funny last night on BetJack, you would have made a lot of money. <laughs> and that's because BetJack is the official sportsbook of the Ultimate There's Cleveland no subjective uh, bets on there, Mikey. No, and like I said last night, and you'll hear in a little bit, I bet on people, not sports. BetJack, though, is the official sportsbook <laughs> of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It has all your action in their Super Bowl props, bets, NBA lines, over-unders, anything you want. They have it. Download the BetJack app today to get in all the action. BetJack, not only Ohio Sportsbook, also the official sportsbook of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And with that, what's up, DQ? Dequel, you missed the show, what's man. Up, yeah, your boy, was, your boy was drop-dead funny last night, as much as we all hate to admit it. He killed it. He entertained the hell out of us. Uh, what, what, do we have video? Do We, we do we have video. We're going to play it later, DQ. You yeah. guys stick around We're going to play it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Definitely. I'll, I'll send okay. you the full well, thing after, too. But you hey, know what? Uh, McNuggets, I, I got to beef with McNuggets re- really quick. Go so, you were supposed to send me some whiskey or something like that from Ohio. Remember that? Many many moons ago. Yeah, what happened? You uh, Cleveland whiskey. That's a good point, Jay. I thought you actually said you were on that. I have a bottle. You DQ, I will get you. Listen, I will I get you Cleveland whiskey. Bottle. I will get you Cleveland okay. whiskey. They actually haven't sent us any. Fun. F- I actually don't want to oh, say that on well. air. So I'll, I'll tell you off air, well, well, I got you. Okay, but I will get you whiskey. Well, I'll, I'll get you whiskey. It's never. Hey, so have you guys? Have Have you guys? Uh, I'm sorry, man. I I, I can't stop seeing this video in my head on repeat. And Jay, I think you brought it up when LeBron. 
Oh. Got the record, and AD yeah. was sitting and not <laughs> clapping when the entire stadium was, you know, uh, taking in a moment of history, and somehow he was in his feelings. Yeah. Is that not I, the most selfish thing I've ever? That's the most selfish thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. I've seen teammates no. fight in dugouts, yeah. on sidelines, yeah. but I've never yeah. seen such a like passive aggressive diss of a teammate. Right. And right. You know, he had Look to know this. that it was going to be recorded. Absolutely. Passed on. Everyone but, has their phones out. Yes. Everyone is standing up, and he's just like not in tune to what's going on in front of him. When everyone in the stadium showed up to see this moment. Yeah. And right now, he knows what's happening. You know, and it's just like, it's just very nonchalant, which Basketball. I, to me, like it's a lot more going on in terms of what we don't I agree. Know about. I think they're at code red. Well, that, that DQ, I was going to ask you that. Being someone in the locker room, what does that tell you about the relationship and the the toxicity level right now? You know, LeBron's the Lakers. seen it. Yeah, there's a huge disconnect. I mean, what. The same game, uh, I think they reported uh, Russell Westbrook had a spat with with the head coach Tottenham. at halftime. Yeah, yep, yeah. So it, there's something going on internally that 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 was clear as day that apparently he was whatever whatever the case may be he he something wasn't going right for him personally. That pass and early. Think, that pass early in the game when LeBron was wide open and Westbrook missed him by like 35 feet. You remember that on a fast break? Yeah. I had somebody text yeah. me and say. That was Russ saying, you tried to trade me, mother effer. Well, here you go. I mean, give me like, he missed him oh, yeah. by 35 feet. Yeah, yeah. And he had Whoa. another a bad a pass later in that game. It was Look just like, what Spurgeon is Russell doing? throwing a pass. I don't think the, the football locker room and the basketball locker room is the same. The basketball mm-hmm. locker room, you know, they got, there's 12 dudes. They all of them yeah. was good. All of them was all world. All of them was all county. And then it's just like there's so many of them that got so many teams with them. Like it's like they got they got three cell phones, three girlfriends <laughs> apiece, five maids. They got the team with them. They yeah. got three goons, two shooters, eight lawyers. Mm-hmm. All of them got them. And so they give you looking right. there, and they got they so amped up. They got so many people in their camp. Somebody telling Anthony Davis, hey, dog, you really, the, you really the draw, fam. You really that deal. LeBron, yeah. when he got Russell Westbrook, he ain't got more triple doubles than me. I got the most, bro. Y'all is not yeah, that good. They, they, they be getting amped up. A lot of voices mm-hmm. in their ears. You know, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of egos. Yeah, and in the football locker room, everyone yeah. wants to, everyone wants to help each other get paid. Like, how can <laughs> I help you get paid? And you're right. In the, the NBA locker room, even though I've never been there, they, you're right. There's so many different things going on and guys try to look out for themselves. And if it doesn't work out necessarily there, they're with the way their contract and the way the NBA is kind of structured, they're allowed to, to demand a trade. You know, look at the Kyrie situation. He's yeah. been bouncing around like crazy and he's had championship caliber teams and somehow he hasn't figured out he's the reason why they hadn't been <laughs> yeah. able to get over the hump. Let's get to football now because your mm-hmm. teammate, Joe Thomas, uh, yes. most I assume it's crazy if it doesn't happen. He's, he is yeah, going right. to be announced as a Hall of Famer tonight. He's in, yeah. Uh, yeah. W- what are your thoughts on on Joe likely being announced for the Hall of Fame tonight? You know, it's uh, it's a huge honor first and foremost. And I had a chance to to play in the locker room for seven seasons with Joe. And from the moment he stepped in, you know, it was this before he was drafted. There was this like echoes of us drafting uh, Adrian Peterson and everyone got so excited about drafting Adrian Peterson Adrian Peterson and then we draft Joe Thomas which wasn't a letdown by the way so yeah. he comes in and he's a consummate pro from the day he walks in you know anytime you watch a guy handle the the Ravens defense in the early 2000s the mid 2000s with Terrell Suggs and Adelius Thomas and God knows who else they had on the edge and have him stand up to every one of those guys that to me you know, uh, uh, proved that he can not only play, but the guy was going to be a shoe in Hall of Famer. And he he led by example. He was always a consummate pro through great parties, by the way. And, um, you know, just uh, and I expect him to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer without a doubt. And he had a great family support system that to allow him to go out and play the way he did and focus his time on football. So uh, I'm hoping and, and 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 praying that he gets in, which we all would assume. But we and the guys in the locker room, we knew this was happening probably year five, 
When he yeah. was when he just all pro, pro bowl, and it wasn't in a position that's, you know, he doesn't score touchdowns or any of that. But we played in the division with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens who had really great defenses. Yeah. And the one area, if you watch those defenses, obviously we didn't have great quarterbacks, but yeah. – they didn't try to. They didn't try to attack us from his side of the of uh, the, the offensive line. It was always everywhere else. So he always stood up to uh, any test, any football team threw at him. So I expect him to be a Hall of Famer, and, and I will be in Canton. You better believe me. I will be there nice. to help him celebrate it. Nice. Before you sure. go to Canton, you got to stop in here though. Yeah, we we'll can't so, come to Canton. We'll see him in early August. We'll yeah, see absolutely. And I hope August. I have I have a chance to give him a bottle of uh, Cleveland whiskey. You know, <laughs> you think, Dequan, you think Joe's going to ask you to give the induction speech? And if he does, could I help you write it? Well, we'll see once I see this video how well you did on stage last night. We'll, we'll I didn't take, I didn't take any shots at you. No shots were Which shot, I was so. surprised. I thought well, for so, sure you so were So who gonna... helped you write your script? Did you write it yourself? I wrote it myself. I ran it through some friends. Shout out to the support squad it. back in Jersey it. in Texas. I don't believe but... it. I don't believe it. Hey, I don't believe I'll, it. Listen, I got the, I'll send you the link. You can watch the full thing and then come back at the end of the show. I'm surprised you, you hadn't said to me already. Normally, you, you can't wait to brag, so we'll see. <laughs> it's still uploaded on YouTube, so. By the way, Dequel, <laughs> Tyvis is still salty about you yeah, saying. I forgot to call it. Oh, last, night, oh, last night before um, before we left the, the, the show, Tyvis goes, tell Dequel he's flawed. <laughs> <laughs> He's still salty about it. Yeah, uh, I did. I did have your back though yesterday. I got Tyvis pretty good. I got Tyvis pretty good. Oh, he, he did. crushed Tyvis. He, he did. He did. How did you crush it, man? You'll see how'd the video. <laughs> yeah, listen, we, okay. no, we can't All play right. it now because we need people to stay for the end of the show. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got he it. went got after it. the man's hairline. He yeah. did. <laughs> he went right well, where it hurt. Well, <laughs> That, that G, G Bush can attest to this. You know, I've seen a few times on there where you know whoever was working with it kept pushing him back a little bit, but I kept him out. <laughs> I seen him. I kept him out. I was gonna let G Bush handle hey. it. <laughs> hey, shout out, to, shout out to Tyvis, though, man. Uh, See, you know, I haven't noticed that. Is it, it really? I, he's, I never a, noticed it with no. Tyvis. It's a black thing. Yeah, you gotta, gotta, gotta watch the corners, man. There's the edges. <laughs> DC, yeah, we we, it's, we we got our own rulers. We can hit somebody up and be like, hold on. They haven't been enough locker rooms. That that's the difference. Hey, listen, yeah, listen. I know a, I don't have any hair, but I know what a good lineup looks hey, like. But you but he man? gave us some great stuff, though, man. We allowed to wear hats because of Tyvis. That's true. You, <laughs> hey, you know Jerome Bettis well. I worked with Jerome for years. His, mm. I always used to say, bro, you're like a geometry project. Like no his doubt. was so razor straight and then the angles like you could take a protractor and it would be the same on both sides and then his oh, yeah. beard lines yeah. I mean it was just all mm -hmm. straight lines and there'd be times we were doing a segment together and I wasn't even hearing what he was saying I was just looking at his hairline and all <laughs> hey, I'm mm -hmm. like damn what is going on there it, it was, looks like it's been painted on no it was it was yeah, that, it, it was it was it was now I know it now, was. now you had that Beijing that's that you had that yeah. tomfoolery he was like hold on Jalen Rose is another one hey Jalen Jalen I was yeah, yeah, yeah. wears the fake glasses too. I said man them his yeah, yeah. joints is yeah, you, listen, you look hand. like you got lined up with a samurai sword. <laughs> you, know, you, you remember the boozer back in the day? You know, he had literally paint on his on his uh, his uh, beard. Yeah, Who that did was that? terrible. Carlos Boozer, I'll get a picture. Oh, Carlos Boozer was the worst. Yeah. God. He, that's he, that's I probably actually, the worst I've ever seen. I, I actually think they amnestied him because of that. I think they just said you got to go. That's unacceptable. You got grease all over the basketball. We don't have <laughs> bad hairline. <laughs> the, you know, had the, the towel boys coming Wiping up there. Wiping down like, the balls. That ain't coming out. <laughs> What's wrong with these balls? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Boozer? Oh, man. We got to talk. I, I, I want to bring up something here. So Greg Newsom was on Twitter mm. yesterday, and yeah. obviously this season he was playing the slot corner spot a lot. I mean, I don't know what percentage of plays, but a lot. Yeah. And yeah. the year before he did, obviously they brought in Emerson, they moved him to the slot. So he was. There was some statistic that somebody put up. And he was top five, and he's like, hey, everybody said I had a bad year, blah, blah. He's talking, he's, he's hmm. kind of talking trash. Okay, fine. But then some fan asked him, 
are you okay with playing slot corner again this year? And he just responded to it and said, um, no, that's it. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah. What did no, you think I didn't of that? see it. But, oh. Uh, normally, typically, corners, you want to, I guess you get paid playing on the outside, right? Exactly. And anytime you, you, you have a, 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 you know, you miss a step or you lose a step, they try to, like, funnel you inside as a, as a nickel corner. And I thought he played well. I thought if he could really embrace this uh, this opportunity, especially with the emergence of Emerson on the outside, uh, I think he, this could be a great situation from a secondary standpoint. But most guys don't want to move in because it gets extremely harder because now you're dealing with a guy that has a two-way go as opposed to being on an edge and understanding the field is to your inside. So, again, no one likes to be moved inside, but the guys who – who really flourish in it, there's great value in being a nickel corner that has the capability of being a number one corner or a corner on the outside. But most guys that I know, they don't like yeah. to move inside. Well, I mean, well, Mike Hilton plays it for the ba- Mike Hilton plays that role for the Bengals, and that's huge. It's huge. Huge. Because He's most great. of those guys, most of those guys are guys that you're trying to, you know, that you really don't see on the outside being the left or right corner, but you know, you yeah. If you have a guy that's that's more than capable of getting it done, that's above average, it helps your team out tremendously because everyone throws the football nowadays. And right. it's so hard to find three solid corners that can right. match up uh, on the outside and both on the inside. Well, I'm sorry, homeboy. Um, you know, I like... I not like, better than the other two. I like what you bring to the table. Right. But if you... you right. go, Only way you're going to say no is... You go into that camp battle and be like, it's me or Emerson. Because they're not putting Denzel Ward inside. He made too much money. Nope. Second of right. all, Emerson came in and didn't come out. He's oh. bigger. Oh. He's more physical. He was locking people mm-hmm. up. I'm just saying, right. is you going to get his minutes or not? Because I don't care what nah, you want. He, Jim Schwartz ain't going to hear and, that. And, right. Unless he comes in and he just blows everyone away. But who's, who's going to play in front of him? Emerson, question, he's too big. Right? He, he, he doesn't have the body type to play in the inside. Nope, he's an he outside doesn't. corner, and he's played well. He's contested. I mean, and they're not moving. Was, they're not moving Denzel either. No chance. Not right. There. right, right. So he doesn't have a shot. <laughs> he's gonna have to embrace it, or, <laughs> then, or you know what? <laughs> well, my fear was, oh, he's gonna not show up to camp. He's he not good enough to do that either. He hasn't. Nah. He hasn't established himself. To, to <laughs> no, but nah. you saw, he didn't nah. just say noble. He said capital N, capital right. O. I mean, which he, I just hate to see that because, like, I don't know, be man. Be a like, team guy. You know, we need, a, a, we need the right attitude. Schwartz, Jim Schwartz will handle all of that. All right, and <laughs> if he, yeah, he will. He's like, listen. Well, show me you can do it. He's gonna have a no nonsense attitude. And listen, if you don't want to play in that position then you won't play. And then guess what? It's going to affect your career, but I don't see him doing anything like that. But I think Gemma have that that situation kind of, uh, you know, dealt with once they get in the thick of things in the in the uh, in training camp. But I, I, I don't see that being an issue. You can, I, you can talk all you want right now in the offseason. Right. That's the time to do it. Right. To let everyone know I'm not – I don't want to be – I want to be on the outside. That's the attitude you should have. But you missed out on that opportunity last year. Yeah. Good <laughs> point. Well, is there any correlation with – David Njoku wanting out after they brought in all those tight ends and asking for a trade and Kevin being able to convince him to come back. And and now look where Njoku is. Is that because right. I, I look at that and say, okay, like everyone says, Kevin needs to be a leader. He needs to be a communicator. Well, he got David Njoku to buy back in and he got him back in the boat and rowing in the right direction. Is this another instance right. with Greg where he may have to do that? Yeah. Listen, you're the head coach. You're the CEO. That's why you have to be able to delegate and, and, and kind of, you know, take care of these these undercurring, you know, themes that's going on throughout the locker room and, and making sure every guy feels confident and bought into the system. Because if you don't, this team, you know, again, that was our biggest gripe on Kevin Stefanski last season. Can he manage the football team? And this is part of his job responsibility. He's got to be able to, especially the guys on the contract, especially the guys that can come in and help you that you're going to have to rely on. And I keep, I'm one of those guys, I've given him a pass because of what he did with Jacoby Brissett. He got the best out of him. Absolutely. And so, uh, again, this is, he's going to, Kevin Stefanski is going to have to figure this out somehow, some way. And it's going to start right now. You know, you can't wait until the season starts to figure out, you know, what guys' wants and needs are. You need to figure that out right now so you can anticipate how to, how to, how to get these guys involved and how to make them feel, feel happy about showing up to work. Well, <clears throat> McNuggets just put up uh, Jacoby Brissett's stats. We know he had a good year for the Browns last mm-hmm. year. 
Um, I think he's going to be able, at the very least, to compete for a starting job somewhere else. But oh, yeah. if you're the Browns, do you try to make it a priority to bring him back as your backup? Or do you say, like, hey, somebody's going to pay him more money to potentially be a starter. He's, you know, we can't do it. What do you, what do you think? I, I keep him in the building. Unless someone makes a trade offer that you cannot refuse. Well, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Oh, he's agent. a free agent. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. No, I would, I would have a conservative, conservative effort to bring him back. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he would want to come back. You would have to overpay him to yeah. be a backup. And I only say that because the way he was able to galvanize his offense and those guys trusted in him. And I remember at times last year when uh, he didn't have a, a, a – he was the the reason they lost the game towards the end by throwing an interception or a back costly turnover. He was able to – he held himself accountable. He spoke at the you know after the game yep. and, and put it on his shoulders. So he has the, the pulse of this team and the ear of this team. However, I mean, that, it's all a math problem at that point. Is it going to be worth it to over overpay for a backup as opposed to addressing some of the issues they have at D line and linebacker and yeah, and, and to to strengthen this football team? So it's it's really tough decisions they they're going to have to make moving forward. But I think you keep him in the back pocket to see where he ends up because I do think he's worthy of of being a starter. He's shown he's able to be a starter to one of these teams that that desperately need a quarterback. He is a luxury, you, and there are needs. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, you know, yeah, sure, and, and he sure. would be a luxury. But it's funny that right. you talk about the backup quarterback and the importance of that role. Yeah. Uh, twice in the last couple of years, Kansas City found themselves in a situation in a playoff game right. where they needed their backup quarterback. He He's that guy you never think about until you need him. Right. And yeah. I think right. what Jacoby did prove more than anything is he probably will get a job with one of these other lower-tier teams as a starter, and we just can't afford to pay him. But probably, it would yeah. – it, it, the importance of having that guy. That you, can you don't want to just bench. have anybody as your back. No, you don't. You, have, you know, you know it, it almost seems that the teams like Kansas City has had uh, the, their backup in that role for long so long yeah. that there's familiarity yeah. there. That's important too. And yeah. that is hugely important yeah, because yeah, yeah. if Who's that. The, backup again? Uh, yeah. the former Henny. Michigan quarterback. Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Henney. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, oh, the yeah, guy's in mothballs for, you know, 99% of the time. But and what's he making? He's probably making what, $3 million? Well, his I would think his minimum would be higher than that because he's been yeah. around so long. But he's not as good as Jacoby Brissett, and so no, Jacoby's going to make more money. What he does for that, t- oddly enough, he's if important you, if, for them. If he's if you, come through big in the playoffs twice for and them. And now, if you look and up he the makes longest, two million, by the way, two, two. million. Wow! Yeah. If yeah. you look up yeah. the longest drive in Kansas City Chiefs playoff history, it was against the Jags. It was Chad Henney against Jacksonville, and yeah. they needed that drive. Right? They were not. They were scuffling a little. At that yeah, point. They were scuffling, yeah. and for him to be able to come into that spot, he did it against Cleveland. He broke our hearts. Yep. Unacceptable and with his speedy legs that time. Yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah, I mean, the obvious answer is going to have to find someone who knows his system to come in and help be a player coach to help expedite uh, Deshaun Watson's, you know, ability to, to understand this offense. And I, I'm trying to think in my head who are some of those guys. He was in Minnesota. Well, he right? had, yeah, he had that guy last year. Uh, not not this last season, but two seasons ago. He brought in uh, the the guy from Minnesota who was Case the backup, Keenum. Case Keenum. Yeah, and and that right. was a perfect right. situation where he knew the offense, he knew the right, verbiage, right, right. and and played right. well when we needed him. Sure. Um, I, I, I think the offense it better look different. I think that traditional right. stuff Kevin Stefanski was running. I look. I don't think they're gonna be able to run that this year. I think they're gonna have to no. come in. No. And yeah, Sean yeah, yeah. Watson, they go say, "Look, bro, you, you like these plays, or you like these plays." He'd be like, "I like some of these. We'll take some of these. I want to be in a pistol and this, uh, because uh, you know, I'm not saying your offense is antiquated. Um, they got a nice offense. If we, if I was watching Minnesota and uh, and the Golden mm-hmm. Gophers or Iowa, they got a nice, a nice Iowa playbook. You need. I'm mm-hmm. watching these teams on Sunday." They're going to have formations. They're going to have multiple people in motion. I want to see something more like that. I need that. Yeah, I would definitely take a playbook out of the Philadelphia Eagles, especially when you have a guy like Deshaun Watson who's able to use his legs to move the chain. So you take a little bit of everything. And we we all talked about it this past season about Kevin Stefanski's kind of low on offense where there, there wasn't any creativity at times. You know, go out and get these 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 quick scat type of receivers so you can run gadget plays and open and widen the field out. So you can be able to run and, and use Kareem or um, 
uh, not Kareem Hunt, but Nick uh, Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb. Yeah. You know, so I, I think you have to be able to grow this offense. You can't run this this you know basic. I'm going to hand the ball off every single time and play action pass and this very vanilla style offense. You need to be able to spread people out and and torch them over the top. And also, we know this team will be able to run, but this team will. He definitely is going to have to get with Deshaun Watson, understand how, understand his talent around him to utilize these guys because you got to you have a tight end who is itching for really a breakout season. You want to use him. You know, he's a mismatch on a lot of linebackers and you have Amari Cooper, but I do think they're going to have to find someone else to help this offense push the ball down the field in order for this this offense to be successful and to run at a high level as we expect them to, especially given the contract you've given Deshaun Watson and um, just the, the, you know, everything you poured into him this offseason. It's going to be tricky in terms of wide receiver. There's no, at the moment, there's no, Mm -hmm. like, you really, they kind of need a, a wide receiver one. I know Amari Cooper is a wide receiver one. He's not an elite wide receiver, but he's still a top 20 right. guy, top 30 certainly. Right. But they could use another one. There isn't any ones available in free agency. The, I think the best wide receiver is Juju Smith-Schuster, who's, you know, fine. Uh, I did hear that yep. Keenan Allen might be a cap casualty in, for the Chargers. Mm. But, I mean, he's mm. getting older. I don't know what he, I don't know what he is speed-wise. Draft. You know, draft, draft. You know, it's you got to nail yeah. it in the second round. Obviously, I think it's easier. Out. I think it's easier to hit it in the second round, though. At receiver, it's it's a deeper pool, and that's true. And and they don't go as many as the first round. You know what I mean? There's more. It's more. It feels like more ends and tackles go in the first round. So that depth mm-hmm. is gone by the second round. Whereas receivers, what is their pick? Forty-seven or something? Forty-three. 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 Yeah. 43. You can get a decent pick out of that. It's you, not you. horrible. So, I mean, yeah. So, do you guys, knowing where the Browns are right now, if would you take the best available player, or would you go for obviously, you know, a needed position? Say that again. At, uh, pick if at the number the forty third pick, you know, if you're the Browns, do you take the best available well, player? We, yeah, we or debated do you go that. More yeah. Bull, Bull still thinks that wide receiver is your first address. I, I think it's. Interior well, linemen, but I don't. Which, I by don't the way, like I've been reading up about this draft class. It's yeah. loaded with inside defensive I, linemen. I, I listen. If if, if you're at 43 and there's a defensive lineman that you have graded way above a wide receiver on your draft board, then go. I'm not yeah. going to take a wide receiver. Sure, right. But all, all yeah. like if if it's even, I would personally take the wide receiver because I think you win with offense in the NFL. But now, gosh, bull, we just. They were so neglected I that position you. last year. But I yeah. think I think the best teams all have superstars, super multiple superstar talents. And but is it part of being this elite quarterback that Watson's yeah. supposed to be? Is making your receivers better? Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's part so of it. I, I, when I just look at the position groups, and I look at what we have on the inside of the defensive line and what we have as pass catchers, it's not even close. Yeah, I hear you. I just think. You know, you're not going to solve every problem with just this one. No, pick, you're not. You know? But you're going to address a major need. In yeah, my, yeah, it'd be a surprise. What do you think? What, where, where do you think? Yeah, I, I think you go D line because you have Njoku, who we spoke about. He could be you. His usage rate could be a lot more. I think he could be a lot more effective. So True. you can you can use that to to counter you know Bull's argument in a sense. Like you you have a, a resounding hole at defensive tackle. Yeah. And I know I'm a little biased, but you need uh, Miles Garrett needs some help. And I figure on the other side, you can go out and make a trade, if possible, for one of his old weapons. Um, um, what's it from DeAndre uh, Arizona? Right, yeah. DeAndre Cooks. Or Cooks. There, yeah. or Cook. there are guys available that can help this team. I think yeah. you have to – if you have a guy from the D-line standpoint, and it's a, a, a slew of these guys out here in this draft, you have to address that situation. You absolutely have. And I and I, I thought I read today they just picked up someone on a futures contract. So, yeah. clearly, this is an obvious need for them, you know, approaching I, I, this draft. I look at their division. Um, they, they Cincinnati, they got – you just got to deal with it. They got three receivers. Right. So, they're going to be dealing mm-hmm. – you dealing with these guys. I do think prolific. the Bengals might cut Tyler Boyd this year. And just for uh, for cap, cap I mean, they space. have cap, a lot of cap room, but I think they could – Cut him for cap room. Wow, I'd I think be surprised if they did that. I, I look. I look at the. I look at the teams that we got. Look, Devontae Adams. They drafted him. They said, "Let me get, go, 
go out and get me AJ Brown too. Yeah, I need two of them. They said, let me go get a tight end too. I got a tight end. I got. They got. Well, I think you got to have multiple people. What's interesting about the Eagles is the Eagles may have the best collective group of wide receivers, and I think it's unquestionably they have the best group of defensive linemen in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I you think of, yeah, probably they just come at you with waves of guys on yeah. that defensive line. So everybody's playing fresh. I mean, hell, they had 70 sacks. Yeah. They had four guys in double digits. Our number yeah. two sack guy had two and a half, three sacks. Yeah. The, the, three. Taven <laughs> Bryan, put some respect and, on his and, name. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> my bad. You're right. You're right. That's so, I mean, like, you know, I've, I've, so many GMs have always told me through the years their philosophy of building teams get a quarterback and get guys that can get after quarterbacks. Yeah, and I that's mean, how you win. Yeah, they got to get that. They got to get that too. We've been missing. We've been swinging and missing. Yeah, we that. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. So I have All no right, faith yeah. that they'll get it right. DQ, real quick, Super Bowl pick. Who wins? One sentence. Eagles. I'm changing Everybody my pick. Everybody picking Eagles. the Eagles. Everybody. We'll make it our picks today. They just have a better overall team, and, and plus, I don't know how healthy some of. Patrick Mahomes' receivers will yeah, be. He's hobbling into it. So, I, I, the Eagles are they, – they found magic in the bottle this year. I got to ride with the hot hand. Mm. All right. All right, Thanks, Thanks, bro. Buddy. We'll check your phone, Jaquel. All right. All right, I'm checking We'll see in a little bit. <laughs> I know he's going to stick around to watch your four minutes. I sent him the full yeah, time. Yeah. I sent him the oh, full time. Oh, you did send him the full thing? Very good. Right here. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, very and good. We go to, uh, Dequell Jackson. Back to hoops. 